Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Rake Podcast. I'm your host, Peter. And I'm your co-host, Serge. And this is the podcast where we discuss emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And thanks to Cotton Bureau for sponsoring our podcast. Check out Cotton Bureau where you can get quality, well-designed t-shirts that you can't find anywhere else. Seriously, you can't. Yep, for sure. <laughs> and if you don't see any you like, just realize you can design your own. They're happy to work with you to find um, or design a t-shirt that you would enjoy. Check out more at futurebreak.net forward slash CB. CB. Yeah, thanks again, Cotton Bureau. Um, we're excited for this show. This is episode 14. Uh, we're calling it Growing Up in the Future. Because that is something that as parents we think about. Yes. I am a former child, Peter. I think you are a former child. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of... Uh, the differences in how I feel like we grew up and how our children are growing up. Very much so. Yeah. So we want to kind of look at uh, look at that shift and that difference. And I would even say go back further than that. Um, kind of like back, back even to how our grandparents grew up. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Um, because obviously we can talk about the present for us well present for our kids but what 30 years ago for us when roughly when we were around the time we were born yep um but our grandparents you know some of them are my grandma is 90 wow 92 something like that it's it's amazing um and some of these are some of our grandparents uh and some crazy Crazy life stories and mm-hmm. um, definitely even had some ones that, you know, passed away in, in previous years. And to think about where we are now and to think back specifically to a time when, in my opinion, for me personally, that I can, that I know has affected my grandparents and also my wife's grandparents, mm-hmm. it would be the, the Great Depression. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that a little bit. So... That is, you know, the time in the 1930s when economy economy tanked. Um, you can you can talk about different ways of why that was. That's not really what we're here to talk about. But what did that do to people in the end? Um, especially, I would dare say, the ones that were more so in the rural areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we live here in the Midwest and... The, the most experience and most stories I hear from that time period come from people who grew up in this area and were mostly rural living. I mean, keep keep in mind, we have a lot of people that live in cities now, but back then there was still a big thing of the agrarian lifestyle. That was kind of the majority of it. Right, right, yeah. A lot, a lot of people living out in, out in rural areas. And that affected a lot of people. You, If you can't make money, you lose everything. And and you had this reaction to um you know you know save don't don't purchase on credit and things like that. Uh, there was a great article we were looking at here that uh, life lessons during the Great Depression. Um, uh, different phrases like don't spend money you don't already have in your pocket. Uh, don't pay someone else to provide something that you can learn or do to make yourself. And you can see this. I can see this in the grandparents I know, and mm-hmm. Allison's grandparents. Never, never buy anything you can use. Now that's unique because only buy what you can't live without. Yeah, that one is that one is the the one that kind of sticks out here, right? Or I think the other one that sticks out is don't buy anything unless you have twice the amount <laughs> saved. <laughs> yeah, that's we don't we don't think that way. I'll no. admit I don't think no. that way. No. Uh, I will say I I do have tried to carry on the thing about don't spend money you don't already have. I've tried to keep that as a part of my lifestyle. Yeah. But the whole thing about twice the amount of purchase amount. No, that's it's not in my mindset necessarily. Yeah. And yeah. I think I mean it was just a different time. It was the world was completely different at that point. And you had to live by those you know lessons really. Because if you didn't, I mean, you could see what happened to a lot of people during the Great Depression that that didn't have the 
you know, money, the, the right. cash that, you know, literally had everything in credit or tied to the stock market. Well, you know, the crash happened and they're out of jobs. They're out of their houses. They're out of everything. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's some good lessons. And I think some of them are common sense and they transfer to, you know, they transcend different generations, but some of them are, are a little bit different, I, I would say. Yeah. And I think to myself, boy, it wasn't too long for that that World War II happened, right? Right. And what that, because there were kids that went through the Great Depression. Yeah. Deal with that again. My, so. uh, yeah, my grandparents, they lived in, so again, I'm Ukrainian. So my grandparents are, um, were, were born in Ukraine. And um, I think my grandma lived through what's called the Holodomor. And uh, there's actually a great movie out there. I really want to check it out about that time in Ukrainian history. Basically, it was, um, some people believe that it was like Stalin's, you know, way to eliminate Ukrainian independence right. at that point. And so what they did was they caused a man-made uh, famine. They started confiscating things. They stopped, you know, giving up aid, uh, just, crazy crazy stuff that that you hear about um you know people dying on the street people just wagons coming around and picking up people that are dead or almost dead because they are you know it's the way that the way, the way that people live to that point is just it's shocking you know right. and there are estimates yeah that I think you're looking this up. There are estimates between, I've seen it where it was like 7 to 10 million people I was going to say, died. it seemed like it was close to double digits at one point in time. Yeah, 7 sense. to 10 million people died, you know, possibly more. We don't really know because the, uh, you know, the record keeping at that point wasn't that great or it was hidden or whatever, whatever the case is. But regardless, my grandparents lived through that. And so I remember for them, um, even, even now, like if I don't finish my bread, my grandma's going to scold me. He's like, finish your bread. Oh, right. You know, like, don't well, throw, well, like, yeah. you will never throw away bread. When you, when you have seen, well, to, even to that extent, probably people even dying or, oh, yeah. or, um, you know, where you are literally grateful for any little piece of food yeah. that you get. Any scrap. Yeah. They, uh -huh. would, they would wait in line for, um, for hours. For a loaf of bread. And that loaf would have to last, you know, a few days. And then they had a family. And, and it's just, it was so unnecessary. But it happened. And and so that's kind of the negative side, I think, for, for both of our grandparents. Um, it's true. What do you think they did for fun? <laughs> that is a really good... It's a, it's a really dark way to start. Like, but... But I think, well, you have to understand the thought of having a kid having a cell phone. You can see why to them right now, that's just, that's yeah. just crazy almost. Right? It is. Right? So, um, anyways, what they did for fun. So, my, my grandpa, you know, that's, that's a good question because I think, I think for a lot of our grandparents, a lot of them just worked. In some cases, yeah. right? Yep. They just worked a lot, um, especially when we'd on the farm. My grandpa, who just passed away last year, strong work mentality, um, even even till his later later age. And uh, yeah, I was just if you, I'll just say, if you don't work, you don't eat, type thing. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> um, yeah, that was one thing he repeated a lot to me. And but he did do he did do some fun things. I could I could tell that he would, you know, it's probably more farming related. But uh, he found enjoyment through some of his work for sure. Um, my, I was just thinking about my grand my wife's grandparents <clears throat> having grown a little bit during through that time, Great Depression, all that type type of setting. Her grandpa was younger than my grandpa. Um, really had an impact with music. Mm. 
Yeah. Like you may you may lose your house, you may lose all that stuff, but they can't take your they can't take your song or harmonica, yeah, yeah. or yeah. your mandolin or something like that. And so music has been a big thing that's still to this day a big part of her family. Um because like I said, that was such an impactful time for them back then. Yeah. A little luxury in your pocket. Right? Yeah. I don't uh for my for my grandparents, I think we they were able to I mean Again, growing up in Soviet Union, didn't have even the stuff that we had here in America during that time, which mm-hmm. was not a lot. Um, so they had to make do with, you know, fishing, things like that, you know, getting out, getting outside. Um, and that's the interesting, like, nobody lived inside, really. You know, if you think about it, everyone, you were always outside, either working or playing. There was no... I'm coming in to lay down on the couch kind of a deal. Right. You know. So and that kind of that that kind of reminds me of how I grew up. Um yeah. so I grew up again, you know, Ukraine, kind of end of the Soviet era. And uh I think we had a TV. It was really small. It was not that great. Uh we were just like the the borders were just starting to open up so that we could actually get some of these things. So we had a camcorder, I remember that. Um. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, we actually took a lot of. It was like those huge ones that you put on your shoulder. Yeah, I know, you know? right? Yeah, <laughs> massive. And uh, the full size cassette goes in there and, and stuff. Oh. So we <clears throat> we even have some home videos from that time. Wow. I'll have to show you, Peter. Yeah. If, if I can, because I don't have figure that. out how to even I get just, it on. I don't have that. So. On a like a file or something. Um, but yeah. So we. I mean, I was telling you earlier we. Wake up, have breakfast. As we're finishing our breakfast, we're running outside the house and and playing with the neighborhood kids. And we, you know, we take a quick lunch break, come home at night, and you know, all sweaty, stinky, and dirty, and but big smile on our face. You know, wow. We made up our own games. We we played with whatever we could find. Right. So didn't spend much time inside. Let's just say that didn't spend much time inside. Well, I, I I missed the whole camcorder thing. Uh, my uncle had one, so I think there's some video footage of me younger that cool. he picked up on me a little bit. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, growing up, uh, only child. Um, I think my parents are very open to you know me playing outside a lot, and I did a lot of that. Um, tree forts, all sorts of things like that. I did not have an issue playing on my own because I grew up that way. Right, you had right? to. Um, yeah. But I also loved playing with friends. That's not that's not to say I didn't play with friends or anything like that. I definitely did. My wife also, it seems like I was talking with her about this, my similar situation. Um, and for me, TV, I mean, I remember we had this TV that, that came that came with us um to kind of the f- when we moved to closer to a major city which is Rochester Minnesota um it was I mean, given the time it was not a reflection of the times or the possibility of what was out there but it was incredibly small like i think it may have had a smaller width maybe maybe about the size of our iPhones really like one of those it really was almost like a ones? square hmm. Um, that was really small and it was black and white. Uh, and I remember watching Home Alone in black and white <laughs> and, and laughing and, and loving it. Um, yeah, that was, and that's how I grew up though. Did they it have a better TV, TV in Ukraine yeah, than oh, you did I mean, here, Peter? Yes, they did. <laughs> For sure they did. Hey, they definitely had the availability to do that. I, I, I know that. I know that wholeheartedly. It's... We just, my my parents just didn't, you know, have me watch a lot of TV. And I would even dare say that was almost a little part of the dead generation, older generation seeping through a little bit. Yes. Partly because it's just like, they don't need, they don't need to just sit here. Right. And we Be ha- grateful that you can run out and play. We had what, like three channels that worked? That's true. I mean. Channels are very limited as well. Um, and I remember, okay, so when, when we moved to America then, um, 
that's kind of, I think, where the shift happened for me and how we were starting to grow up. It's yeah. like, okay, now we're, we're kids of the late 90s, you know, we, uh, that's kind of where we grew up around that time. And right. so, um, then I noticed, okay, we're coming home. We, we, you know, we did buy a nice TV, color TV. Um, it had a remote. I remember that. Mm. That was like <laughs> incredible to have a remote at that point. Not the knobs. Not the knobs. And, uh, we would come home and we would actually, you know, plop on the couches and watch cartoons like Power Rangers and all kinds of other yeah. stuff after after school instead of going out. I mean, we still did that, but primarily we would watch for like an hour or so and then we would go outside and do stuff outside. But still, like not nearly as much time as kids watch TV nowadays. No. Yeah. I mean, you think, and this is where we'll transition to our life right now, but I mean, this is what has kind of hit us is our kids have a lot of, a lot of screen time. And to back up, I guess I'd have to admit, I have a lot of screen time. Yeah. A lot of screen time. Uh, I mean, you and I, I know both of our gigs right now we're over eight hours a day on yeah on a computer well over yeah but i think that it, it, there's a difference between i think there's a difference where for us at least for me where i know i can turn it off like mm. this is where and we we again we grew up in the generation where we had net zero or aol you had to right. <laughs> you had to physically connect to the internet like it wasn't it wasn't just clicking on chrome or you know whatever it was you had to wait and if somebody picked up the phone man you're like mom i'm trying to do my homework get off the computer i need to call somebody yeah you know and so that coupled with okay there's an off switch i'll be honest there was a moment in time i realized i don't think my parents ever realized i was able to connect to the internet (laughs) in high school (laughs) I was able to do. I didn't do that a lot, but I remember. Did you ever like call and cancel Net Zero or? Yeah, it was one of those. Like, oh, we'll, we'll give you like we'll give you another three months for free. Net Zero. Oh man, they they didn't make one penny off of us. I think we had internet for years, and they didn't make one penny off of us. Right. <laughs> so we just kept getting their discounts. <laughs> yeah, uh, but now. So let's kind of fast forward to yeah. where we're at now and where, where our kids now. are at. I mean, you're growing up now. The the screen time, the amount of screens has just exponentially expanded. I feel. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the what, what do you see nowadays in the restaurants or anywhere where there's people with kids? Okay, quiet honey, here's here's a phone and the kids are just like they're like engulfed immersed in that phone and they're watching their show or whatever they're doing you know and honestly you talk about when you, you and i can maybe flip a switch to turn things off at the very least we were watching our kids be able to turn the switch to turn that on yes yes that's a really good point right i remember just last weekend we were with some friends and uh, we went my friend and i went out to get a, a refill because i love fountain diet coke but anyways this um, is true i love fountain diet coke yeah uh, Came back and my wife and our friend were talking and we come down and between the between our two families there's five kids. Mm-hmm. They're sitting on the couch, ten feet away. Yep, watching. I maybe an iPad. It might even been a phone. I don't even know. Just quiet. And it was just. <laughs> and given it was later in the day and they were. I mean, it was supposed to have been a cool show. And looking back at it now, I'm like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't. I mean, when we were growing up, you we would probably be bouncing all yeah. around at nighttime. Yeah. And our kids do still do that. Don't get me wrong. But that's like a switch turn. Yeah. I totally, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. Like, and it's even got to the point where pa- parents are using this. And I'm I'm guilty of this, too. Like. I think everyone is. I mean, your kid is fussy. 
at a restaurant right. or at a store. Right. They're just going crazy. What do you do? Like you've tried begging, pleading, yes. threatening. I mean, you've tried everything. What do you do? <laughs> you give them your phone. Okay, quiet. And what do they do? They like totally zone out. They yes. stop. Yes. And that's like, in a way, it's like their reward. I know. You know, that screen is like, okay, here's. I know. I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be terrible. But that's how I'm going to get that screen time. And it's it, and it it makes it feel a little dirty. It makes me feel dirty every time I did it with with my son Ben because I'm like, that's not the right thing I should be doing. You know? Right. Okay. Now, this is this is really good because I know we're not alone on this. No, because you can tell. Oh man, I there's some of you listening right now. They're like, oh boy. <laughs> like I think I heard totally an amen recognize in the car. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will. I do. We do need to state one thing though. For one thing, growing up, we did not have these. We did not have a computer the size of a billfold in, bill in our pocket. Not even That's the size of a checkbook. always connected, yeah. It's always connected. Um, that can pull up the kids, our favorite show at any given time, right? Yeah. We did not have that. Um, so, yes, that is that is different. And I also would say, I have been challenged a little bit on this mindset, that... Our kids, you think it's weird for us now. Imagine what it's going to be like for... I mean, our kids are going to be connected with screens a lot more. That's true. Now, now in our last episode, I think we teased a little bit about this. Was it last episode? We talked just slightly, just oh, briefly, the revenge of analog. Like coming back with physical yeah. books and physical yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. And like, you know, um, who knows? Maybe our kids' generation will have like a a desire to go back to some of that. It could happen, people. I actually do believe Stone it. tablets. Yeah, well, I hope not. <laughs> that, then we'll be the ones teasing them. You want to go back to that? I yeah. don't think you understand, man. <laughs> um, son. Uh, yeah. So I, I, do, I do, need, do need to realize that our kids' lives will be even different than what we can imagine right now for for the use of electronic media and, and resulting with that. Now, that doesn't still bring up the point though that you that you talk about where is this is this a good thing to do this all the time? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where there's a gray area, man. A little bit there well, is. You tell me you, you tell me. I I think um another question to to answer or to ask there is can you get away living a different lifestyle than what everyone is living around today. Like, can you get away from the screens? Oh. And if you do, like, it's not easy. No. It's, I mean, you have to be really, really intentional. Like, I'm going to be off the grid. Like, that kind of intentional to get kids out of the you know, out of the, out of the screens and, and, and even yourself in, in a way, you know, like I, I find I come home sometimes like so, so tired. My eyes are just, oh, you know, and it's cause I'm looking at the screen. I mean, that's my job literally all day long is just sit there and look at a screen. Um, but for kids, I read this thing here, um, uh, really interesting article and I'll just, I'll just read through it here. It's, it's, it's a quick statement about kind of the impacts of technology in this century. And so basically what they're saying is the impact of technology in the 21st century family is fracturing its very foundation and causing a disintegration of core values that long ago were the fabric that held families together. I think that's true. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. What would it, I mean, family dinner, right? Yeah. You had, um, you know, you would go out to eat together as a family and you would actually talk and you'd communicate physically, you know, with, with each other, not through texts, not through phone calls. I just realized something. Is that why, is that why another reason why um, f- purchasing f- uh, restaurants and other places like that are big? Because you actually maybe sit down with your family? Yeah, yeah. I never even thought about that. Like you have a really good time with your family. Yeah. But you're sitting down together. Right. 
in a sense. And okay. like, yeah, so let me continue here. Keep it going. says, you know, juggling school, work, home, and community lives, parents now rely heavily on communication, information, and transportation technology to make their lives faster and more efficient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Entertainment technology, so TV, internet, video games, iPads, cell phones, has advanced so rapidly that families have scarcely noticed the significant impact and changes to their family structure and lifestyle. Again, I would agree with that. A 2010 Kaiser Foundation study showed that elementary age children use an average of 7.5 hours per day of entertainment technology. 75% of those children have their TVs in bedrooms. In bedrooms. And 50% of North American homes have the TV on all on all day. All day. Gone is the dining room table conversation replaced by the big screen and takeout. Like, to me, a couple things here. Having a TV in your bedroom would never fly. Really? I've never. My parents would never allow that. I, I, think, I feel like I remember uh, a friend who had a TV in his bedroom. Um. It's just, I mean, regardless, like, it's just not, not good, right? I, I, <sighs> now there's some kids that I know are, are conditioned to, to fall asleep to the TV. Like you'll just turn on the TV, there's a soft glow, there's some, you know, noise in the background and they, they fall asleep. I know some adults fall asleep to that too. Right. Um, this, I can't prove this, but sometimes I feel like. Your, I mean, I feel like your upbringing maybe has an effect on some of this. Don't get me wrong; you can, you can work to get, work around that in your mentality. Yeah. But imagine, imagine the situation like for you and I, where we, well, at least I can speak for me. I didn't watch a lot of TV, mm-hmm. and when I would go to friends' houses on Saturday mornings, when their parents would let them watch cartoons like all day long or yep. play video games, I was like. Like, I, like people would be like, Peter, your mouth, your jaws <laughs> open like the whole time. And I would just like, You're I would just zone. Yeah. My wife to this day says, you can't really multitask when you're watching anything. It's just, you just can't really do yeah. it that well, hon. Like, you know, folding clothes or something like that, watching a TV show. It doesn't really work. <laughs> An hour goes by and I'm like, oh. They have the same clothes. T-shirt in my hands. So... So, um, but at the same time, I would dare say I would have friends who maybe even had a TV in their bedroom that would, they, they somehow at times, and maybe this is something they trained themselves uh, consciously or subconsciously, they could shut it off the and TV. go to bed. Yeah. I think you get tired. And where of it. I would be like, don't turn it off. This is such a, still this day, maybe this is such a treat. This is such amazing. Look at this. It's in our yeah. bedroom right now. Like, but yeah, I think you'd get tired of it. You know, I think like so. the the amount of channels goes up. The quality, the quality. Well, the of those okay. things just go down. We're talking TV here. I know this study is like uh, yeah from 2010. But do you do you ever do you and your wife ever watch a movie in bed or anything like that? You know, we used to, um, but honestly, no, we don't. Like, rarely ever. Rarely. I think we last thing we watched uh, in, in bed was uh, Chef's Table on Netflix. Have you okay. seen that? Yes, I think I have. My wife amazing. Has. She loves Like that. amazing, She's just that. videography and everything. But um, we we really don't. I mean, I, I, I'm exhausted by the time I get to bed. And, and so is she. And, you know, it's, uh, it's something we don't do. But I think the, the difficult thing for me is, Kids nowadays, I mean, this is almost expected. Like, they get exposed to phones so soon. I mean, I had my first cell phone, and it was like one of those flip phones. I know. When I was 18. Mine wasn't even my first one. It wasn't even a flip phone. It was like a little small brick. <laughs> small brick. So I was 18. I had to buy it. I had to pay for I mean, it was like, you're you're an adult now. You go, go get your phone, you know? Right. Nowadays, I mean, okay, kids are... Parents are buying their like eight year old, their nine year old, you know, iPhone sixes, iPhone sevens, so they can keep in touch. And I, I understand that. Like I, I, 
if the kid's going home after school by themselves, mm-hmm. they want to text the kid and, you know, but again, it's an iPhone. You can well, do yeah, so yeah. much stuff on there and, and who's to, what's to say that the kid's coming there and coming home, the parent is working and they're still sitting on their phone, you know, for a long time. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I personally <laughs> wouldn't do that. Like I know Ben wants an iPhone and I'm like, no, buddy. And he's got an iPod touch and we, you know, we've taught him how to be responsible with it. Like he doesn't play it all the time. And when he does, it's, he's in it and then, and then he's done and and we kind of move, move on to the next thing. But by, by the way, next time you're on that iPod touch, next time, t- t- small tidbit on that, open up the maps, the maps and drive. You will watch your location move. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to so I don't that. know how, the, but I mean, like you talk about, I think one of the things is we, you got cell phones back in the day because of safety reasons. If something happens in a car yeah. crash, mom, I want you to be able to call us. That was like, my, I remember my dad talking to my wife, my mom about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or mom, excuse me, wife, my mom, whatever. I want you to be able to call us. And and these days, kids, similar concept. Like, I want you to be able to reach yeah. me. You want you to be able to text. The thing is, is it's not just a texting or calling device yeah, that's, anymore. That's and the quite problem. honestly, admit it. Sometimes you're annoyed when people call you. <laughs> admit it, people. <laughs> yeah. Admit it. You're you're annoyed when people call you. It's almost to the point where you're like, don't don't no, call don't me. text me on that either. I want to be messaged on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. I don't know. Snapchat me, yeah. Snapchat me. Uh well, and it, what I was going to say is um think about how easy it is for a kid. Like I remember showing Ben my iPhone and he was like, I don't know, 3 4 and I showed him how to slide to unlock. And of course, you I mean it's so easy. Easy. It's so easy that they just learn it. And I see these little kids at like at church sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're sliding the phone, and then they pull up. They know where YouTube is. You know, they know how to slide between screens. They click mm-hmm. on YouTube. They know how to type. They're three years old, and they know how to type. They know that if they type, you know, um, <laughs> P E E or P E P Peppa Pig, which is a kids show. Peppa Pig, yeah. It the autocomplete will come down. They can recognize, like, think about this. They don't know how to They're read. They're teaching themselves to kind of read. They, yeah, they don't know how to read, but they can recognize Peppa Pig. Yeah. You know? I know. On on YouTube, and they <laughs> click on it. And then it's, I love this, like, oh, the first result is not good enough for me. <laughs> I'm going to scroll down. And they, they use this scroll, they scroll all the way down to whatever their favorite scene is, and then and, and they watch that. The, uh, and I'm yeah. just like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, this is this is the future of our, this is the future. I mean, the future generation. I had a six-hour, four-hour interview, work interview for a working at the Boys and Girls Club one time. Never got the gig. But I watched kids. And I was, for a moment, I was in the kind of the computer lab. Mm-hmm. And I watched this kid back then crush it on the computer. Like... I watched him somehow like open a file, do X, Y. I can't even tell you what happened. I just remember standing back like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Did that just happen? Like, um, practically program. I mean, it was just sick. This yeah. kid was six years old or something like that. It was awesome too in a way. But yeah. So kind of shifting a little bit more here, Peter. I know we talked, yes, we, we wanted to talk about the, okay, we kind of know how it was in the past, how we grew up and how things are kind of trending nowadays. What do you think about technology and education? And to a greater extent, like now that they know how to use these tools, what are they, what are our kids doing today? And what are they going to be doing in the future that is going to be either beneficial or not beneficial? Right. I know internally that I think you and I have similar mindsets where we struggle with how much screen time our kids have and what that means. And at the same time, we recognize that 
Google has changed so much, mm-hmm. right? Our, do our kids have, what did we do just now about the Great Depression? We looked some of this stuff up. Yep. We didn't have to memorize it. We didn't have to flip open a textbook and study and all that type of stuff. Now, that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be some level of memorization. Or, I mean, obviously, we even had context to know that there was a Great Depression. So uh, there's something to be said about that, right? But you can look up this information. And that's, you know, with the education system that, you know, I grew up that was heavy on um, not relying on a source of something like Google. Sometimes I wonder if we keep pushing it on our, potentially on our kids in our education system, is that going to somehow now affect, put our kids almost even at a disadvantage because they're feeling like they have to internalize all this information when, when kids who are trained to just use these sources as a yeah. resource tool almost, they can, I don't know, they can move at a greater speed and understand things at a greater speed almost. So, so uh, kind of what I think what you're saying is we should teach the the method of of basically getting this information instead of teaching the information like drilling the information into their heads. Right. So we should teach them, okay, if you would like to know about X, Y, and Z, here's how you find that information. Here are credible sources, you know, that kind of stuff. Versus, right. oh, let's memorize about the Great Depression and, and years and all that kind of stuff. Correct. I've seen that change, that shift even in myself. Like, I I probably, I have three phone numbers memorized myself. My, my own phone number, my wife's, and my mom's. That's it. I remember one other phone number, but that was from my childhood, of course. So, yeah. Yeah. The the other, like, and I remember when I first got a phone, I didn't get you. I didn't, I wasn't used to the, you know, auto, auto, you know, press three and then program your, you know, your grandma's number in there. I would still remember a lot of phone numbers back in the day mm-hmm. when I first start, started getting phone, uh, a phone. And now it's like, you don't have to remember it. So there's also there's a need of of I think our need of remembering has changed and shifted a lot from again retaining the knowledge to knowing how to get that knowledge. Yeah. And you know what maybe the history isn't maybe the greatest example of that. I think what you just spoke on though is is very is very big. Yeah. It's 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 not having to feel like you need to remember some of these more smaller details. Yeah. They're so widely accessible. Yeah. Like, once again, the Great Depression is one of those things where, yes, it's probably good to maybe, I would dare say, it's still good to have a knowledge of history and context and things like that. But um, now you just have to know where to find it. You just have to know where to find it yeah. and, and research it. And you can and you can internalize it. You can remember that. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. You just don't need to know, like you said, phone numbers. And then, I, I, you know, it's hard to say what the next... Like mem- multiplication table. Did multiplication you guys, tables, did you addresses. Yeah, multiplication you table. You had to uh, memorize that. I, I remember memorizing that. Of course, I forgot all of it now. <laughs> did you? Do you? I, yeah. I, but I remember like, okay, here's this table. That 7, you, 14, 21, 28. Yeah, there's yeah, like this yeah. matrix that you have to look through. And, and now it's like, well, the, they teach it differently now, which is, that's a totally different discussion. I don't want to go there. But... um that's something you don't have to do now, you know. And once you get out of elementary school, like you have your you have your calculator, you have your you know TI eighty three or whatever, and you just you look it up, right? You know, the some people would say, well, are we are we losing something there with that? Um, and there's a lot of people that would probably say um, recently, even a, a, a book, the Deep Work. Um, this guy talks about some people who forecasted some of this change in her life. Some of the people who will be able to thrive better is to know how to use the data from like the yeah. learning and machines to make something or create something or provide something. And so more that's like, different than like understanding how the machine is doing it. Yeah. So more right? analysis rather than analysis. Yeah. Knowledge based yeah. work yeah. instead of. Like interpretation and analysis, Interpret- yes. yeah. Yep. And I think, I mean, one one kind of additional point on this is look at the classroom. Um, 
you know, the difference between That's right, yeah. a classroom in the 50s and one today is probably not that different. Not that different. Yeah. Like we have a whiteboard. Some classes have, like I know my, my son's class, they have a smart board, which is like this. What is that? Well, it's like this, you know, it's like a whiteboard that you can draw on and then it's also connected to a computer. And so you can like, you can tap on it. It's like a like a tactile thing that you can tap on and you can go, you know, click on apps and all that stuff. And oh. it's built into the board itself. That's cool. Yeah. There's probably better ways to do it, but I mean, this is, this is better than, than nothing. But, and this is where I think my, okay, we've talked a lot about, you know, the negatives of, you know, getting so immersed in technology and, and having screen time so much, but now it's like, where does it make sense to have more screen time? Yeah. And I think in the classroom it does. And I think right now, I mean, you're looking at the class again, they're writing stuff down. They're they're submitting homework by giving paper. You know, like here's your homework, kids. Okay, let me let me use my eraser. And I think and and part of it might be just okay. We are we're teaching these skills early on because later on any everything is going to go digital anyways. So maybe that's part of it on, in elementary school. But even in high school, I remember we had everything was written out. And we had, you know, we had access to computers by then. Yes. And but we still, you know, we had everything handed you, in. You at least printed your paper, right? Printed yeah. everything out, yeah. like it was all, you know. And so now, I would love to see more of a shift of. Okay, let's let's get some of the basics down. Maybe spend less time on it, but the the real valuable skills, typing, typing is super valuable in today's society. Let's start teaching that really really early in you know in uh in grade school and you know i think we're going to see a shift and and hopefully see where homework is being assigned and taught through an app you know okay guys pull up your science app and they're going to get an immersive world they're going to see photos and you know moving and i i know apple has been really trying to do that with with some of their you know uh publishing things that they're trying to do they their textbook stuff and they're allowing publishers to go in there and basically create these like rich experiences um and update the information right away but i think we're still a little bit away from that you know <laughs> yes ah <sighs> It's an interesting world that we live in. Yeah. And it also makes you realize the solution will probably have to be fluid. Is that the way yeah. to talk about it? Like, you'll have to change over time even then. So, the one thing I think about for our kids is the next step that's coming down the line is the whole um, virtual reality. Oh, yeah. Augmented reality and as well. Augmented yeah. reality. Yep. What does what does that look like? That's because that's going to maybe even impact us because we're still got many years of working in our lives. Um, what does that even do for us then, um, for our work fields and stuff like that? But just thinking that our kids are going to be, you know, my kids especially, probably even yours by teenage years, this is going to be a much bigger thing. Yeah, and. Uh, What's beyond that? <laughs> so, anyways. So, what's uh, what's your future breakdown, Peter? Of kind of what we're gonna, what we're gonna see, hopefully. I, I would like to see a continual um, thing by myself, probably, just for understanding how to think about my kids' future when it comes to all this technology in their lives. And I think what's going to happen in the present and probably in the next three years is you're going to have a lot more people that are going to come out with studies, especially when you realize that Facebook, for example, has been around for 10 years or more than 10 <laughs> years, right? Yeah. Like yeah. There's, there's kids that were not able to join it in their teenage years that are now going to get closer to actually graduating and entering the workforce potentially. Yeah. And what does that look like? Not, not that... 
that seems like, I mean, Facebook isn't everything, but once they were able to join Facebook, let's say three, four years down the road, there was a lot of shift already then in the whole experience and communication world. And so what does that mean uh, for them down the road? Is that also a reason why we are, we were, we're so enamored by communication that, you know, that's why we don't mind Netflix binging and why we don't, mm-hmm. why, why our kids also can seem to flip a switch pretty quickly because they can kind of tune out for a little bit and watch something that they really enjoy. And and that's not even to say tuning out and watching something you enjoy is a bad thing. That's, that's not it at all. But, um, I think the, the future is going to have to, you know, ironically, it's going to have to have probably a lot of people studying this stuff, what the, the impact, the is. impact yeah. is. And at the same time, I am beyond excited for my children. Because I watch what I can do now and I think about my kids, how much they're going to be able to create with phones or create with whatever that device is. I mean, you and I, we're recording this right now. We don't, we we tried this before. We can live stream this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Uh, That's crazy awesome. We're we're seeing, you and I right now are seeing, and maybe that's another episode, we're seeing the rise of not mainstream media, but like you people growing platforms on YouTube yeah. and other podcasts and things like that. That's yeah. that's amazing. They don't there's not a gatekeeper. There. Yeah, you don't have to go to journalism school for No. You know, to have your opinion and or or to have your to have your voice heard. And that's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh and I think about some of these kids, they they wake up the day and they look at how do I create a, a certain quality picture? How do I create a cool video? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. at times I know that can be kind of stressful. And at the same time, they are living in a world where creativity is has a, has a new start in their life that you and I probably did not have in right. some capacity. Yeah. So cool. that's not even a future breakdown really, but those are just my thoughts on like, I would say the next five years in my opinion. So. Yeah. I think for me... Um, along a lot a lot along your lines of you know we're it's a little nerve nerve wracking to know that we're so connected that we you know that we need to like actually start disconnecting ourselves like removing ourselves from from the tech that we're we're so surrounded by (laughs) but at the same time it's exciting and, and really in particular that education part for me is really exciting because you know, we <laughs> we all remember the school at the end of the school year. Hey, we're giving away textbooks. Do you guys want textbooks? And they're like 10 years old or not even 10 years, like five years old. And information is so outdated by that time. And we're not used to that anymore. We're not used to having outdated information. No. If you want something up, if you want to know the most update updated fact about something, you just go online and look for it. It's 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 all right there. And so I'm excited that, you know, we'll see a lot of curriculums and different, uh, different teaching styles, I think, adapt to more, you know, online based or mm-hmm. more, you know, immersive, like let's, let's learn math, let's learn English and let's, you know, let's show you this interactive tutorial or interactive guide and, and you submit your homework online and your teacher doesn't have to grade it. You, you know, as you get the answer wrong, it just tells you that you're wrong. Like that kind of stuff. I mean, that's the simple things that we already have available today, but I haven't seen it applied in, in the entertainment part as, or in the education division as much. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited that they're learning critical thinking skills again with you have a problem go find it online. You know, if, like I'm, I'm starting to learn how to code, you know? And so a lot of times I'll be, how do, how do I do this in CSS? For example, I go online, I can find, you know, thousands of articles on how to do it. And I, and I usually, when I click on it, I can really find out rather quickly how to solve a problem that I'm, I'm faced with. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think it's going to allow us to, um, Remember less and kind of offload that that memory part to more 
you know, I don't know, maybe more meaningful things and really, you know, learn how to access that stuff. It's somewhere on the internet. It's somewhere, it's somewhere available, but if you know how to access it, that's going to be the key, I think, in the future. Agreed. Yeah. So, well, this was a good talk. I, I really enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the way that we kind of broke it down and, and talked about the future and the past and the way that, you know, our grandparents grew up. And it's definitely, it's it's a different world that we're living in now. And our kids are going to be in that same place, even from now. Right. You, you And you even think about some of the people that, like I said, my grandma, for example, in her 90s, what she has witnessed in the change of progress. Yeah. Is phenomenal. Totally. And honestly, probably overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Indeed. And, and think about the fact that you and I may end up seeing a little bit of overwhelmingness in our life as well. Um, it's also actually kind of exciting in a way. Yeah. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out and listening to episode 14 here. Oh, man. I can't get over the fact that 15 is actually the next episode. Yeah. That's exciting. That's though. exciting. That's, that's 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 awesome stuff. And uh, for all of you that are listening continually, we truly appreciate it. For those of you listening for the first time, thank you so much. And it's just it's just a great I don't know, great honor for you to take time in your day to come and listen to us. Yep. And hopefully we can be of encouragement, maybe even a little bit of an entertainment and education uh, in your own life. So, where can they check us out? Yeah, you can find us on uh, Twitter. Uh, we are at Feature Break pod pod um you can also go to our website which is futurebreak.net again we got all our episodes there and links to itunes um and speaking of itunes please leave us a review and and uh you know rating we'd love to love to see that from you as well and um yeah we try to send these episodes out once a week so um definitely stay tuned we've got a lot of stuff cooking (laughs) right a lot of stuff that we're excited to to be talking about here um but uh, yeah, we appreciate your time and and thanks again for checking us out. Indeed. All right, everybody. Until next time, take care. And have a magical day. Bye.